Okay, welcome to Divine Interventions from Dark to Life. I'm your host, Karen Young. Um, the purpose of this show is to gather experience and uh, give voice to the untold stories of the divine and how the divine intervened in your life and made a difference. I have questions. Have you ever experienced a dream of wonder or warning, divine healing, felt felt intuition, and touched by an angel, near-death experience? Or had a vision that resulted in the divine intervention? If so, I would love to hear from you. I'd love to hear from you from one at one eight eight six two seven six zero zero eight. Love to hear at one eight eight six two seven six zero zero eight. And uh, I just wanted to say that this is a non-judgmental environment. This is a healing space. Telling your story can possibly heal yourself and heal others. And uh, and I also like to say that there is a higher calling on your life. So I always like to say that. But uh, today's topic is, I have a question for you. Today's topic is, do you believe in angels? And uh, I must say, I do. I just I, I just love the subject of angels. Um, I, I love to talk about angels. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if this is my first time talking about angels. If, if so, then this is a good subject for me and you all who's uh, on the divine kid or, you know, more about uh, God and Christ, all that is involved in it. Angels are involved in it. And it's a spiritual world and a spiritual thing. So I'm always talking about really things that we can see or things that we can't see. But it's really an invisible, but it's a belief in God and the angel. And everything that you necessarily don't see or can't see don't mean it's not there. Don't mean it's not true. So the angels are real as God is real. And we all belong to God. Our spirit belong to God, also God has angels. So I believe in and so I'm so excited to talk about angels. I love angels, so I am telling uh, about angels tonight. That's what I'm talking about. So as uh, far as I can remember, there were always angels around. Uh, I'm going to just say, like, there's always angels around me, and I don't know if I could always interpret it as angels or anything like that, but I'll tell you a story uh, starting with me about when I first encountered angels, they always were there, from what I understand. Uh, when I was about eight years old, um, I was going across the street, uh, a busy street. I wasn't supposed to be going by myself. I was supposed to go at the light, but I was going in the middle of the street, uh, trying to be a big girl <laughs> and trying to go over and give me some candy or whatever it was that I was getting. Um, so I went across the street, uh, and all of a sudden, some woman hit me, and I went way up in the sky, uh, where it felt like, you know, way up in the air, not in the sky, but in the air, and I came back down, but I remember feeling protected. I remember feeling like something. I couldn't tell if the angel came, but I could feel, and uh, I could feel it. Now, some people are seers, and sometimes I can see, but... I'm a feeler, so I could feel even when at that age that uh, there was protection all around me. I hit the ground, and uh, uh, I was kind of, I did lose conscious, but I felt protection. I felt angels, you know, I just felt that around me. So uh, I wasn't really hurt, but they had to take me in the ambulance and stuff like that. Parents were there and all that. They had to take me to the hospital. And I remember, you know, I had uh, in my knee or something like that, but I wasn't really hurt. I was just shook up. And then I, I walked in on time. And uh, I remember me being in the hospital there and they're checking me out, but it was really nothing really seriously wrong with me. I hadn't even broke a leg, but I know she hit me enough to, you know, so I felt protected. And I'm not saying a lot of kids get hit and they're not, and I'm not saying they're not protected, but this is my story. So I can only say what I felt. I felt protected uh, throughout my life. Uh, I felt protected from the angels. I mean, 
that the angels were around me. I I didn't know what to call it or how this, but it was constant all through my life. The angels were there uh, when I was in trouble. I would I would call on Jesus, but then I feel like you know Jesus was there all the time, but the angels were there as well. So there was a presence of angels all always about and around me, and so I always knew they were there, you know, through school, through life. But you know, life go on, you keep living and stuff like that, and uh, and I would forget about it, you know, throughout some some life you're just not in your life, you're in your twenties and stuff like that. You're not really focused on the spiritual as much, you know, you're having fun and growing up. But every time I got in trouble, got in something really, I wasn't in a place where I was supposed to. There was always a presence or a protection around me. And the intuition that I always have, that I feel so strongly, um, is associated with the angel express. That, that, that intuition that tells me to go right or wrong or, or this is not the right way. And I really didn't really interpret the angels, even though I was brought up in a religion. They did talk about angels, but I didn't have a personal relationship with them. I just always felt them. But moving forward, moving past forward, um, there's been encounters with angels all along through my life. But I'll just tell you, um, this time I... Uh, uh, in my 40s or so, I woke up uh, in the middle of the night. I'll just tell you, this is the time that I saw angels. I don't always see them. Like I said, I experienced by feeling them. And as I got older, I always said, angels are watching over me. Uh, when I bought my house, I always felt like they were there. So I always see, you know, angels is in my house even now. And, um, and I feel them all around me. And because I believe that you have to invite the angels in. They're always, but you have to have attention to whatever it is, energy that you want or that you want to attract to you. You have to give the attention. Not that they're not there, but you have to have the attention to it. So I began to have attention to the angels, and I said, Lord, bless my house, everything. But the angels be around, and I feel them more. When you talk about them, the more you feel them, the more they're present. But you have to invite them. You have to invite the angels in. Is the way I experienced it and learned over the years that you have to invite them in. And so uh, my niece, she was talking about angels a lot. It got me back on the subject of angels. Then I began to talk about them, feel them, and feel them in my house. And I said, hey, angels, but angels, if you hear anything in my house, and I'm still there, if you go in my basement, if you go upstairs, if you go in my home, you'll only feel angels. And I, I already decided that all this is going to be in the house. Of angels inside and out and around. That's that's the way I pray for it and I ask. You have to ask, what Lord would you see angels around? And I believe all of us have these guardian angels uh, around all of us. We may we can't see it. Uh, some of us can, some of us can't. Some of us know that there's a presence around us. But we feel watched over. We feel something. But that presence. But you have to call it in if you're interested. Not everybody gets interested in angels. And that's the fact. But I am. I get excited about angels. And so if you're interested in angels, then you need to invite them in. You need to call them. Some people uh, want to know their uh, angel's name. Uh, they want to know what the angels uh, look like or call. So you ask. You say, what's your name? You, you might not believe it, but you'll get it if you ask. You just have to ask and see what happens. And not try to force it. I mean, prove the need that you hear or whatever. Just know that you've always been protected. And uh, and you have to invite the angels in. I always invite them in. I say, angels, thank you for being here or whatever. Thank you for being in. in, in. But I want to talk about this time when I actually saw. So I'm just giving you setting up the premise to let you know that they've always been around me. Once I got back into... Uh, uh, my attention on them, it became stronger. Okay, so one night I went to sleep, um, and uh, I had been talking about angels and stuff like that. But I don't know, this particular night, I don't even think I was even talking about angels or anything, but I was asleep, but I was between sleep, and um, there was awareness. I woke up maybe around maybe three or four, and I actually saw the angels. They didn't have wings. It was almost like they were... Uh, 
I can't describe it, but it was like maybe five of them, and they were in a circle above my bed, but to the left. And it was just like I could see images. And the first thing I said when I woke up and saw that, because it never happened, it startled. And it startled me, and I uh, I said, God, it's here. That's the first thing that came out, because it's such a good feeling, guys, that uh, the angels were here and God was here. They were, it, was just, it was in my room, and I thought it was a really good feeling. And I couldn't redo this if I wanted to. I wanted to capture this again. It's just something that happened to me. If I could experience this again, I will. Maybe I'll experience more, you know, some more experiences with the angels. But this particular experience was very uplifting. I could see them, and it's not like they stayed long, but I saw them enough to see a circle of them. Like they were counseling around me or in council. And they didn't have wings or anything like that, but I knew they were angels. I could feel them. And I was really, I uh, had a high vibration. I felt good all day. I just saw the angels and I knew God was there too. I just felt all of this high vibration I had in my room. And so it was just so happened I was sleeping uh, in my daughter's room because um, for some reason she wanted to sleep in my bed and I, I don't know. She said, I want to sleep straight. But anyway, I slept in her room for a little while. <laughs> I just wanted to experience that over again. But anyway, guys, I believe in angels, uh, really do. I believe uh, they're the messengers of God. I believe that if you ask the angels, you can ask God. I mean, but God sends his angels out for us, too, as well. And so um, I believe you can ask them uh, for help, or you can ask them for whatever it is that you need for. Just ask your angels. Talk to them. Invite them in. The angels that you help me with this, with the car, you 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 stand it or whatever. You can ask the angels to send help, and God will have them send help. They'll even talk to the other person's angel that you you're trying to contact if you're having a problem or something. You ask them ask angels that you talk to the other angels so we can get this problem solved for the other angels because everybody has a guardian angel. So I believe that. Angels are around us, and they're here to help us. And somewhere I read that this unemployed, I know this is crazy, unemployed angels that's around us that they have, if they don't have nobody, they're just sitting waiting for you to ask for help, to invite them in. And it just was a cute way of saying they were unemployed angels because they're looking for people to invite them in and, and talk them out because they're here with God and they're messengers to God and from God. And you just need to ask them, uh, there's a healing angel. There's all types of angels. Whatever you need, if it's healing the Lord, please send healing. Ask healing the angels to help heal. Or find uh, to, to talk to God for the healing. You just ask the angels to help you. Help me with this. Help me to help myself. Help me to help my sister, brother. And so you ask the angels. And the angels are always in, in link with God. And so that's the way I believe. So when I seen the dope of angels came guilty. So as I got more and more into it, I, I dreamed I did this last the dream of an angel with wings because I asked because I want to see more of the angels. So when you ask, so in my dreams I I dreamed of an angel touching me on my shoulder, going across the that angel had uh wings at that time. And uh another uh time that I dreamed of an angel uh this angel is rich for some, but I need to be very, um, I need to really listen and act on it when, when the angels talk. Because they have something to say and there's a message for me. And um, the angel saying, your book will be easily published, but I haven't started my book. But that message didn't go deaf on me. So I need to be writing and preparing for that book because there was an angel telling me in my dream. And it wasn't no mistake. And that was all the dream said. Your book is easy to be published. And it whispered in my ear. That was the angel. So the angels are always possible and talking to us or around us. But we have to invite them in. We have to invite the angels in. So uh, knowing this, um, I also would like to um, read some angel stories, if that's okay, about, you know, what's going on. 
where people wrote about it or talked about the angels helping them in different kind of ways. So I'm going to um, read this story regarding angels, okay? So let me see my first story. Because I love angel stories. I believe in them. I believe it's true. It's not just believe. I just experience them. Um, the first uh, angel story is uh, the topic is going to be dinner with an angel. And another thing, the Bible says, be careful how you treat people. You never know if this is an angel you mistreat. Be careful how you treat strangers. It might be a homeless man coming up to you, and they're known to be in spirit, and they're also known to uh, be in flesh. So you better be careful who you and how you treat these. And that's what I was saying. You have to be careful how you treat these anyway, whether they're angels or not. But you never know what, who you treat. So, so I'm going to read the first story um, regarding uh, the name of this dinner with an angel. And uh, this, this was about a young lady that was recently divorced. She didn't have a lot of money. Money was tight. And uh, she worked uh, at a, you know, a doctor's office, but she wasn't making She had two children. She had a boy and a girl. And uh, she, didn't, uh, she didn't have no money. And it was like Thanksgiving time. And uh, she didn't, she, I think she had some hot dogs or something. She didn't have much in her business. But she was trying to get their minds off of food or whatever. And she said, I'm just going to take them to the park. And so she took the boys to the park. It's kind of hungry. She said, I, I'm just going to take them to the park. And uh, she was walking along, and uh, she ran into this, old, this older woman. This older woman stopped and said, hey, how you guys are doing? She said, well, we're doing all right. She said, where are you going? I think this was Thanksgiving. I think this is Thanksgiving Day. She said, uh, at the time, before she met the woman, she said, Lord, I want to give my kids a Thanksgiving dinner. I don't know how all we got is hot dogs. I, I'm going to get our minds off of it and go to the park. Anyway, she went to the park. I mean, on the way to the park, and the woman stopped her. The woman said, um, you guys, what are you doing? She said, well, we're going to the park. She said, I want to take you, uh, I offer you all to dinner with me. And she said, okay. And so the lady invited her in and one of the apartments. That was, she lived in an apartment, but I guess it was a little apartment. And she said she came in the apartment. She said the house was filled with food and all kinds of things. Great things. All her favorite stuff. She said turkey, all all kind of stuff. Like this was set up for her and her kids. And uh, she said she ate. She said, and she said the woman knew her name too. She didn't even know how the woman knew her name. Something like this. She said the woman called her name and uh, was talking to her. Like, yeah, you know, uh, what are y'all doing? And she said, it was really, really nice. She said, they ate you before they left. She said, the woman said, you can take all this food home. This was a, a true story. I believe in angels. I believe this story. And so she said, you can take all this food home if you like. And she gave them bowls. She gave plenty of food and everything. She said, she took the food home. She had a good Thanksgiving. She thanked God for that. And so she had the food and everything. And so... Uh, the next day, she said, that woman was so nice to me. She said, I'm going to go and thank this woman uh, when I see her on on the, the lower part of the floor, uh, apartment floor, I guess basement part, part. And so she went down and uh, tried to knock on the door where the woman was at. She said, I know this woman took me and my kids down here, but she was knocking on the door. So much is like, where is the woman at, right? And she knocked on the doors and the windows and the landlord came out. She said, he said, what are you doing? She said, uh, there was a woman living in this apartment. She said, she was real nice to me. I just want to thank you for, you know, giving me food and, and being so nice and everything. And so, um, and the, the landlord said, this apartment been vacant for months. He said, nobody's been in this apartment. He said, nobody's been in this apartment. He said, I'm sure. I, I was here yesterday. He said, I'm telling you, uh, there was a woman. He said, the only thing she can think of, 
she didn't have no way of proving anything. She said that must have been an angel that did that. And I believe it, God. I believe it. I believe this story. I believe it with all my heart because I know things can happen like this. There's miracles happening every day, and I just believe it. I know it's true, but I believe it. And, and I guess it depends on um, who's listening. So that's an angel story. There's another angel story uh, that I wanted to talk about, too, as well, because I get excited over these angel stories. I get excited about the angels. Okay, so the next story is the angels were all around me. The angels were all around me. That's, that's the topic of this next. So we had a fifth grade teacher, a young woman. Uh, she was living with her husband. She's a great person. You know, she taught uh, fifth graders. And uh, she said she decided to uh, walk outside. She said, I wanted to go for a walk. And she said, um, she was going to walk. I'm just going to go for a walk around the neighborhood. And that was fine. So she said she, as she was walking, she could see a, a white van. She said there was a white van. She said she had a, a feeling. And guys, you know, you have to always go with that feeling when the minute you feel it. Uh, she said, I just had a funny feeling about this van that she saw. She said, I had a very fun, bad feeling that was going on. But she said, I'm going to walk in it. She said, I'm going to walk. And uh, she continued with her walk. And next thing you know, this van come driving behind her. I guess she was in the street in a way, you know, not on the sidewalk. She kind of walked in, in the street, I guess, getting where she was going. But um, I guess the suburbs, of, uh, I don't know. But she was walking, and he ran into her and hit her with his van. And she, she said, she, she said, I couldn't move. She said, I was on the ground, and she said, I could not move. She said, both legs were broke or something. She said, I just couldn't get together. And so she said the man came out <clears throat> out of his truck. She said he came toward it. She said, I know he knows that this is an accident, right? She said, I know he knows this is an accident. He had a smile on his face. She said he just looked at her like, yeah. He said, did that hurt you? With an evil grin, he was like, she's like, I know he accidentally hit me. He couldn't have just did it on purpose, right? And so she said he began to pick her up and put her in that van. She said all she could do was just scream. She said the first thing she said was, help me, God. She said, help me, God. And she said uh, the next thing she knew, she said her neighbor, uh, I guess it's the neighbor that lived on her block, got out of his uh house and was running for she said a lot of people were running toward her. Were running toward her. A lot of women, she said, were running toward her. And uh they were running toward the van. A whole lot of people. And she said, uh these women were there to really rescue her. And so she said he had to let her go. He just let her go out the van and she rolled on the ground and her neighbor had her. And she said, I didn't want to let my neighbor let me go. She said, I held on to my neighbor and uh, held on to him until he took me to the doctor. And uh, they, they said, yeah, you, you, you know, your legs, both your legs are broken. And uh, she said that she had been in hospital for a little while. When they uh, released her, she was in a wheelchair. And she said the press was talking to her and trying to find out what happened. And she said, um, she said, well, I just want to thank all the people who helped me. She said all the women that, that helped me, that came out. She said there was an older woman in short. She described everything. She said then my other neighbor came out and then uh, the police did an uh, investigation. They went to door to door. Nobody said they came out except that neighbor of hers. It was the neighbor that took her to the hospital. The neighbor said he didn't see anybody. He said what happened was he was in his home in the dining room, and he said, I don't even know, the police don't even know how this man heard her voice or anything because the door was closed, he was in his dining room. But to him, he said, I heard the voice as if, the neighbor said, I heard the voice as if it was talking to me, 
out loud right here. God, please help me. That's what he told me. They say you couldn't possibly turn from where you were. He said, I heard him. He said, and some told me to take action, get up, and go. And he said, I saw her being forced, but it was just him. He said, I didn't see nobody. She saw a group of women. And so they did the canvas around the, you know, the neighborhood to see the women. The people said no. Uh, they didn't come out. They didn't even know anything about it. She said she come up with the fact that it was angels. She said because it was definitely women uh, coming out to help her. She said this. And she said the man was the fucker. He dropped, dropped her off, and she rolled on the ground. But she said, I know that it was, and I believe her. Okay? I believe this woman as well because I believe angels are all around us in Palestine. She said, God, please help me. God sent this angel. Okay? And so uh, she said, yes, this this really happened. And so this young kid heard her say that. One of the kids in class said she's a teacher. And uh, the kids did not make believe. And so he said, which house did it come from the older lady that you saw? And she told him, he said, I believe that was my grandmother. He said, the way you described her, he said, she, before she died, she said she wanted to help people. She wanted to help someone. And he said, you described my grandmama. She passed a year ago. So, guys, I believe the angels. I believe that God sent both angels to flesh for her to see and for the guy to see. Now, the neighbor didn't see it. But I believe that the angels came out in flesh to scare the guy away. For whatever reason, he let her go. He opened up that door and let that woman go. So I believe in angels. And I believe if you call upon if you call upon God and if you call upon Jesus or whatever, you want to take Christ consciousness, God, well, she said, God, please help. And so that's a story that was very uh, dear to me. And I love that story that it turned out right for the woman, the teacher. And so I believe in angels, and I have more stories to tell. If that's all right, because I get excited about the angels, I get excited about God, I get excited about the spiritual life, because I know there's a spiritual life before a physical life. And I know that we all think that this is just what it is. It's just the skin, it's just the flesh, it's just this and that. We got to feel it, to know that it's real, but no, there is a spiritual walk going on that's in our life. We're spiritual beings. And I have to always say it in, in my show to remind myself and others that it's more to us than this. To meet the eye, to meet the skin, that we are spiritual beings that we have to tap into that. Now, you can choose not to, and that's fine, too. You won't get in trouble, nothing. You can live your life. But I like to live in the deeper life. I like to live in the deeper part of me and in the deeper part of my spirit. And my spirit, my spiritual life is first before my physical. And if you check everything out, every ideal, everything that came forth ever was in spiritual thought first before it came in physical. So, just, just saying that, that's the sound art. But anyway, there's another story that I wanted to say, you know, that tells, and its name of the story is, a silly little angel. That's the next silly little angel. Okay, this story is about a, a fireman. Uh, yeah, he was a fireman, and he was teaching three-year-olds about, you know, 911, how to dial 911. This three-year-old, uh, this mother let her three-year-old go to get the lessons and stuff with the fireman. He was telling them what to do if anything happened. Uh, any trouble happened, call 911. He was just telling us, all the three-year-olds and four-year-olds, I guess, and the five-year-olds, what to do, how to do it, how to dial. If someone hurt or anything like that, call 911. Uh, here's, you know, the information he was trying to explain to the little ones. But the little ones be listening. So anyway, um, they gave the girl, the little girl, the information, and the, the, uh, the mother uh, took the girl home. I don't know who the girl's mother's name was. But she went home one day and um, something happened. 
the the mother got in trouble and the mother hit and hurt her head and fell. Okay, and uh, the child saw the mother fall and she's like, "Oh, my mom's hurt," you know, because they're little, they're young, and she saw that her mom was hurt, and uh, she saw that. Uh, she had a bump or something on her head or blood on her head. But anyway, the, da- the daughter, three-year-old, called 911 and said, Mommy, hurt. And uh, the 911 said, Your mom hurt. And she, and she hurt. She said, Honey, she said, Bump on her head. She really kind of talk. But she was also seeing something. She was like, But there's a funny man. She said, There's a funny man in here. And uh, she kept on saying about this funny man on the phone. So, they became alert. They thought that it was a man in the house as well, hurting her mommy or something like that. And so, so they, they, you know, they called uh, the paramedics and the police and all that. They found out that the little girl's mother was her and that uh, she needed help. And so they went and uh, went inside to see what was going on. And uh, they was like, what's going on? And she, they said, my mom's hurt. But anyway, the little girl kept saying that it was a silly man that wasn't there. They they didn't see the silly man. It was like, well, they were looking for the silly man. I guess they felt like something was going on with the silly man. But she continued to talk about the silly man after the incident. They took the mom to the hospital. She told the mother about uh, a silly man that was with her, comforting her, calming her down, telling her everything was going to be all right. She could see it. But nobody else could. And uh, he told her to call. He didn't call for her. He told her to call. Told her how to call. But she could see him and no one else could. The new story is that she told this story when the mother woke up and she told it to the doctor. And they said, what do you mean, the silly man? She said, it was a silly man. there giving me, I guess, telling instructions on what to do. He's around my mom. And he was making me laugh. And he was helping me. So I believe the silly man was an angel. That's the way I I feel like this story was telling me that the angels always around. The children can see the angels. They're seers. They can see the angels where we can't. Paramedics can see them. Uh, but she saw them and she did the right thing. But they didn't understand how this girl could, you know, remember to do everything at three years. But I guess she can, but she did everything right. But she also has help. Where? From the angel. So that's a little short story that I wanted to say about that. I got more. And uh, there's always more stories about angels, and I get really, really excited about them. So I'll just say um, this next story is the angel on Route 64. Okay? It's about a patrolman, super that was busy that week. He had a lot to do, and uh, he was ready to go home. But he wasn't feeling, you know, he said, I'm just tired, and I'm just ready to go home. And he said, I just, something told me just to, you know, drive up Route 64 or something like that. He said, then he got a dispatcher saying this three-year-old child was missing. And he said, uh, three-year-old child missing? He said, I, I, have, to, I have to find the child. And so the mother said the three-year-old child, what happened was she was washing dishes, and she she uh, said the three-year-old child can go out for a minute. She wasn't neglecting the child. She had a sense or something, but she just told the child to play in the back with the dog. And the child, I guess, you know, was in the back, and she turned her back and went through the dishes. That can happen. I'm not judging. And when she turned back around to go get the child, the child was missing. She said she didn't know where the child was. She called, called the child's name, and so she uh, had to call the police. And so this patrol trooper, um, he said he, he was just, he heard the story, and uh, he said he was driving, and he was trying to figure out what is going on. So they described to him, this child is three years old, this child is, you know, they didn't know where the child was. He said, I don't, I had no idea. So he said he went down a road that he never really kind of go down. He said, I went down this road where I never go. I think this Route 64 or whatever he went. Um, 
And he said, all of a sudden, she, um, well, everybody was looking, everybody was searching and stuff like that. But he said, somehow he just saw a dog running. He said, I didn't know that, the, 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 you know, the child had a dog or nothing. He said, something inspired him, something going on. The dog was running, going back and forth, was going back and forth. And he said, what is going on? And uh, he said, I looked at the dog. He some told him to follow the dog in the woods or wherever the dog was at. And then, so he ran behind the dog, and the dog kind of leading him. The dog was leading him to the three-year-old child with no shoes on. The dog, the, the baby was, you know, uh, so the, it was cold, too, in the winter. And he could have got, you know, so I still, whatever. He said he found the child. He found him uh, with the dog. And he said he didn't know why he went down route, but I said God is always telling, talking to us. And he, he picked the child up, and he said um, he took it, and the uh, child was kind of frosted or whatever. But anyway, the child went to the hospital. The child was all right. But her parents called him an angel because at the right time, if it didn't happen that way, if he didn't go, uh, decide to go home and not go through that route or drive through uh, Route 64, this wouldn't occur. So everything happened in God's time, in divine time. This is why I call it divine intervention for my show because God is always on time and He's always intervening in our life. He's always there's a divine intervention if we can look at it in um, a lot of our situations, really most of our situations. We call them off like, oh, that's nothing. That that uh, trooper just did it. No, that was the divine intervention because He could have went anywhere other than He was off work. He had had a, a bad, you know, he had a big week. He could have went home and, I mean, it could have went a, a whole lot of different ways. But it went the way he felt. There was something telling him, something going on when he got to this test. And he just had a feeling to go down uh, Route 54. Whatever it was that he had a feeling on doing, he did. So you have to pay attention again with that intuition. The angels be whispering with you, God is here. And it's, it's a divine intervention if you allow it and if you pay attention. And that child was saved. He could have been in the woods. She don't even know how why, how far he went or where he was. So it's, it's God saving that child and God instructing that trooper and, and the trooper listening to his intuition and God. And another child was saved. I mean, a three-year-old child was saved. So that was a great story, and I just love that. And that's not an angel like in um, non-spiritual or whatever. It's an angel in God's man. The God, to, you know, it's an angel. If 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 your child is missing and and the officer found your baby, you consider me your angel. You helped me. So in that way, he was an angel. He was sent as a messenger to find that three-year-old child by God. So that was divine intervention. So, okay, I have more stories. Just read them to you because I just love these divine stories. I just love them. So um, this next story is about three miracles in one. And that's the way I put it, three miracles in one, because... With more than one miracle that day. So this is in 1997. Uh, it was a bad winter. The, the, the place was surely Illinois. I, I don't know if I live in Chicago or South Carolina. This, this is Illinois where it's really cold. And it was a blizzard day. And uh, and this guy named Jeff and his wife, uh, they, they came out to shovel. It's another miracle story. They came out to shovel with their two kids and stuff like that. And uh, all three of them, you know, I mean, all four of them were shoveling, but their oldest son, I don't know how old he was. I think he might have been 12 or something like that, something like that. He was 12 years old. And uh, he began to have, uh, he said, my head hurt. And he told his parents, my head hurt real bad. I'm feeling really, really sick. I can't, he got to where he couldn't see. His engine was messed up. So it was like a fun going house. He didn't really stop all this. It was a bad day. It was a bad winter. 
they just they like, no, something is really wrong. He just began to uh, have high fevers, all kind of stuff that you don't want your kids to have. And so they were very concerned. But the thing is, they had to get to the hospital. And it's like, how do we get to the hospital? This is, you know, this is a blizzard day. And if you've ever been in Illinois or Chicago, when you have those blizzard days where the, the cold and the, the snow is, you know, all the way up there, 10 inches, uh, and it's cold. It's hard to get to places. It's hard to get to, you know, like to the store. But it, the hospital was kind of on the way. So, so they said, this, the, the father said, you just keep the daughter home and I'll just take the son. I'll just take them. That way we all won't be out there. I'll just kind of take them. But it was just hard to get through all the snow and all this stuff. And so, he was having a hard time. The wife was, she was at home, her and her uh, daughter was at home crying. That's what you do. She was at home because she was concerned about her son. So her, her and the daughter was like, Jesus, please, Father, help him get to the hospital because something is going on with my son, and I don't know what's wrong. So they, they were praying at home. But while they were praying, the father could not get through. There was something, you know, it was a lot of snow. It was just hard to drive. It was just, it was a, 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 a trying and, and, uh, challenging day to get to the hospital. So they kept trying, but he said, while she was praying, uh, something happened. The second miracle, well, he said, he said the first miracle that he knew the son was in trouble. If they didn't, he, he, he said like this, if they never went out to, to a shovel, this wouldn't have happened. No telling what they would have known if their son was sick or whatever. So he called it a miracle that his son, he knew that his son was sick. So he said all of a sudden, he could not push the car. He don't know what happened. He said it felt like, he said I was pushing. He said there ain't no way he could have this man's power to get through. He said somehow his wife was praying at the time that this car was somehow pushed out. He said he came in. Explain it, and I believe in miracles. He said, I just continued to try to drive it through, but it just wouldn't go. And all of a sudden, the car was moving, and it got through all this snow for somehow reason. He said he was on the other side of it. didn't know how he got on the other side of it, but anyway, he went to the hospital with the boy. And so he said that the boy was really sick. Either they didn't know what was wrong with him. He had some kind of, I don't know, tumor, something was going on with him. And, uh, the doctors, uh, it was one of those days where, I don't know, it was a hospital, no specialist was there. They didn't seem to, they just was pregnant. He said him and his wife were pregnant. And uh, for some reason, uh, the brain surgeon, he said he was, he don't know why he was in a, a hospital at that time or that day. He said he was trying to see what was going on. Happened to be a brain surgeon, what he did. Uh, he said he just was in the hospital. He don't even know where he, the boy had a tumor or something. He had to do the CAT scan or whatever, uh, guys. But anyway, he didn't know exactly what was going on, but he checked the boy, and the boy had a, a massive tumor that was really blocking his brain, and he needed emergency right then and there. And the surgeon was right there. He was like, I don't know how I was here today. I don't even know what he was supposed to be here today. But he did a test uh, on the boy, and he told him, I will operate. I will operate on him and, and, and do surgery on him. And so they prepped him for it, and um, they did the operation. They got the, the, the it was a head, I guess it was a massive thing on the boy. Yeah, but anyway, uh, everything went successful. It was a successful surgery. But the three miracles I'm telling you, the father said the miracle, the fact that that happened while he, were, he was um, shoveling. And the other miracle was that how this car got out of the snow. They didn't know how the car got out of the snow through all this snow and weather or whatever it was. And the third miracle was that the surgeon happened to be there that, at that time, at that place, and was able to uh, do the surgery. Now, they don't know how all these three happen, but call them miracles. I call it miracles because things don't always happen in place like that. 
that was another divine intervention that I had to go through the stories and say that that was angels helping push that car or whatever, divine intervention, angels, everything about it is divine. Everything about the story, the three uh, stories, oh yeah, what it was was I, I got to say, reason why I'm saying it's the angel story. The wife thought we, well, at the time when, I'm, I'm going to go back a little bit, at the time when the car could not be lifted from all the snow, whatever, he couldn't, you know, he couldn't get through, she said she saw three angels lifting the car. I forgot to say that. That's why I'm calling angels. She said she saw three angels lifting at that time, pushing and lifting that car up. And the husband didn't know it at the time she turned, but they compared notes at the time that he was having those problems trying to get through all this snow. She said, I don't know what miracle happened. She said, I know what happened. She said, I saw angels lifting that car. She said, I, it just was there. She said, I saw him lifting it. He said, he said, yeah, it had to be angels. He said, I couldn't have done it myself. So what I'm saying, guys, is there's always angels in front of There's always, when, when she went to go pray, when she went to go pray, and you ask God that you just turn it over to the God, you turn it over to Jesus, and you turn it over to the divine, you say, God, help me, angels, help me. You add it. You say, God, help me, and angels help me. And you'll get the help that you need. And that's perhaps angels lifted that car up, lifted it to where it needs to be to get to the hospital in time for the surgery and for the surgeon to do it. So he was in the right place at the right time, and that was a miracle. So I thank God for these miracle stories because it's always let me know it's something beyond it. And I'm always looking for and always feeling for something to be on because I know that it's just not physical, that it is spiritual and a spiritual awakeness around us. We have the invite angels in. And I have another story uh, about uh, this guy named Randy and Bob. Um, they were motorcyclists, uh, and they were wild. Now, I guess they were wild and everything. And uh, and the girlfriend he had a girlfriend named Cal, and and she had she had a bad feeling while they was her, her boyfriend was driving a riding a motorcycle. She just said, "I just feel like he's going to be in an accident." She just felt that way. Well, I mean, everybody can feel that way. <laughs> everybody can feel that way with the, the motorcycle, but they're always I always say go with feeling. She just felt something with this particular day. And so she said he got in that accident, and I don't know if he hit a, uh, I don't know what he hit, but he messed himself up. I guess he fractured his gall in four places. And uh, and she 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 said I just felt it before it happened. So when she went to go see him, she wasn't surprised. She said I felt that he was gonna have this bad accident. Anyway, moving forward, uh, they took him to the hospital. There was no way that this man could live, I guess, with these fractures the way they were. She began to think because he had blood clots and all kind of stuff in his brain, and, and everything was just kind of messed up. But she began to pray. I don't know if he began. Sometimes it just takes one person to pray for you. So he, she begins to pray for him in this condition. Lord, help him. Guide him. Guide the doctors. Like I said, you have to pray for the doctors as well. But she said that there was no way he should be able to live, and, and that's what they were saying in the condition he was, but prayer helped. I mean, I guess if it's not your time to stop. So uh, they prayed for him. He had an operation, and his girlfriend's family prayed for him, and he recovered overnight. Overnight, with all that that was happening, he recovered overnight after he had the surgery or whatever happened. She prayed, and he. it was just a quick, sometimes these things, that's what I'm saying, miracles can happen overnight. And this guy was recovered overnight. It was as if nothing had happened. Now, I, don't, I can't explain that, but these are, these are miracle stories that I'm talking about. He had, at the night before, whatever, when he had the surgery, he had the four scores, and I said, you know, maybe they fixed it, but you wouldn't be recovered overnight. 
he still would have to have, he said he didn't have to have no kind of nothing. He could just go home after the search. And that's a miracle. And I love miracles like that. I love telling miracle stories like that. That excites me. And so I believe the angels are watching over him in prayer and in God. And in miracles, these are miracle stories as well. And I believe in that. And I like to tell these miracle stories to people who need to hear them, that know that God is real and that the angel is real as well, that you can call upon them any time, that they're all around you. And you have to have conversation with them, like, like you're talking, like I'm talking. You know, well, I'm way out there anyway. So <laughs> I talk to my angels and stuff like that. I talk to God. And so, and I ask them, as a guide, and give me guidance. The angels will give you guidance to give protection and love. You have to, you know, you have to know that you can invite the angels in and that you're inviting them in and saying, yes, thank you for being here. And I always just start off with saying, thank you. Thank you, angels, for being here. Thank you uh, for helping me. I use thank you first. And, and that's how I do it. Thank you, angels. You don't have to know their name. Uh, you can just call them angels. You don't have to uh, do anything uh, specifically, but you have to know that the energy is there. Know that you you can call upon them and help. That's all you need to know. That believe that is true. Know that it's true. That God is protecting you all around. Okay, and that's what I want. I wanted to say that, yeah. So, um, yes. So, um, I'm ending. uh, Yes, I'm ending. And uh, I would like to say our next show is um, I Love You. And tonight was my show. If my next show is uh, 8 o'clock Central Time, um, July the 25th. And I, that's my next show, and um, I would love for you all to invite your angels in if you can and get the help that you need. And I love you. I hope you have a wonderful day and a wonderful week, and good night. Thank you.